Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Hello, friend. It's been a long time, I know. I'm so sorry I haven't had a new episode out in a while. Life has been crazy. We launched our shop, Playful Little Minds, a little over three months ago, and I had no idea that it was going to take off as quickly as it did. It's such a great problem to have, and I'm so excited, and I love bringing joy to your little ones with our sensory play kits, but it has taken me away from so many other things that I love doing, including sitting here talking to you. So, I made it a priority to sit down at my microphone to catch up, talk about the holiday season, and just reconnect. I'm so happy to be here. So let's jump in. So if you haven't already heard, I know it's all I talk about on Instagram. We started a sensory shop. It's www.playfullittleminds.com. They're amazing holiday gifts. If you order by the 14th, you can get them in time for Christmas. We sell custom-made all-natural Play-Doh kits with a variety of different themes and then also non-Play-Doh sensory kits that are meant to be educational. All of these are supposed to simulate their senses, work on fine motor skills, speech, and be a really fun way to learn through play. So definitely check out all of our different kits. You can use code PLAYFUL for 10% off your first order. So again, that's playfullittleminds.com and I will also leave that link in the show notes. So that is what has kept us so busy and what has kept me from sitting down with you, but I'm here (laughs) and I'm so excited because I love podcasting. I love speaking into my microphone about whatever is on my mind or weighing me down when it comes to motherhood And the fact that you sit here every week and listen to what I have to say means the world to me. So I think today what I want to touch on is the holiday season. We are in the thick of it. I should have posted this topic sooner, but it's fine. We're literally in the thick of it. I'm recording this on December 12th. So we are what, like two weeks from Christmas and Oh my goodness, like let's just take a deep breath together because the holiday season is a lot. So let's take a, let's take a pause, just quick pause and take a deep breath. Okay, I don't know about you, but I really needed that. (laughs) So there's so much to the holidays as a mom and as a parent you know, the holiday season already has a lot of weight to it. You know, you're perhaps you've lost a loved one. And that makes the holiday season really difficult because they're not there with you anymore. You know, perhaps there's friendships that have come to an end or family members you currently don't speak to because maybe you don't get along or, you know, 
like for me, for example, I have been going through an inner child healing journey this year. And with healing, there can also be a lot of goodbyes. So the holidays look very different for me this year as well. So you already have that layer, right? Then you have the piece of when you have to get together. Okay, hold on. I shouldn't say it like that. When you get together with family, you know, perhaps you love getting together with your side of the family, but not so much your partners because, I don't know, I always hear about mother-in-laws are just crazy, every mother-in-law apparently except for mine, <laughs> and whatever, or maybe maybe Uncle Joe is just an absolute dick, you know, maybe, you know, this cousin or this uncle or aunt doesn't respect boundaries, you know, maybe you're worried everyone is going to be kissing on your new baby and you're so worried your baby is going to come down with some kind of sickness or traveling is exhausting, especially with little ones. And all you want to do is stay at home, be cozy, and create your own little traditions as a family. And all of those dynamics are challenging, right? It's it's kind of like what I talked about with Mother's Day. It sounds really bad to say, but as much as we love our moms and our mother-in-laws, when is it about us? That sounds so selfish, but, you know, it's like for as long as I can remember, it was my mom that we were celebrating. And it wasn't so much about her mom anymore, right? Like the whole day was about my mom. And her feeling special and showering her with love. And now that I'm a mom, it's us running around town spending time with both of our parents. And I'm exhausted. And I feel like I didn't get to be celebrated. (laughs) And I adore my mother-in-law, right? Like, I want to celebrate her every day if I could. But it's also... Like kind of this, when is it our turn to start traditions? Like in a perfect world, I would love to spend half of Mother's Day with my son and my husband celebrating their love for me and my love for them and, you know, maybe going to brunch and doing something beautiful together and maybe the other half of the day relaxing at the spa. But instead, you know, we're traveling all around town doing things for others and celebrating others and I kind of feel the same way about the holiday season it's like now you have created a family and you want to create your own traditions I don't know about you but when I envision Christmas morning it's how it was when I was a kid we stayed home we didn't run all around town going to different people's houses and so with my son now It would be really nice to just wake up and have a slow Christmas morning and stay in our pajamas all day, you know, have a mimosa, cook a delicious breakfast and lounge together, relaxing, cozying up and not having anywhere to go. And for so many of us, you know, there are just like this set of rules in our families of like, okay, you actually are required, I say that in air quotes, to be at this 
person's house for this day to celebrate with these people and then here to celebrate with these people. And if you just decide one year to be like, "Mm, hold on, I think we just want to stay home and do our own thing. Like we love you guys, but we just want to not go anywhere and create our own traditions on Christmas at home or on on Christmas Eve or whatever the day is, you know, that you're usually required to be somewhere. I don't know that in every family that would come off super well, like well perceived. I feel like certain family members would feel offended, disappointed, really sad, um, maybe guilt trip you into coming or making you feel really bad for deciding you want to do something different and shake things up but I feel like we are entitled to starting our own family traditions right I don't know so I think that's a really big piece of it is that I think many of us want to do things a little bit differently but we have this fear of disappointing family and yeah so I don't know that's that's definitely something challenging I would say And then when you do go see all of your family, you know, there might be members that aren't respectful of boundaries. You know, as a new parent with a baby, like you don't want people passing your baby around and kissing all over your baby. And you have every right, again, you're entitled to say, I don't really want to pass baby around. I don't want you to kiss baby on the cheek or the mouth or anywhere, you know? I'm just here to give you permission in case you didn't already know. Like you are allowed to tell people like, hey, you know, I know baby is so cute and you just want to just smooch all over him. But I would really prefer it if you wouldn't just to keep the germs out of his face and to keep him healthy. I just want you to know that you don't have to be a people pleaser. You are allowed to tell people no. If you really don't want to be at whatever place at whatever day and time, you're allowed to say no. Like you may have to deal with some backlash, but you're allowed to change things up. So just know that. And if someone breaks a boundary, call them out for it, you know, or or leave early, you know, again, you, you, it's your holiday season too, you should be enjoying it and not just having to go somewhere you absolutely don't want to be and then also have people step all over you and disrespect you like, no, you know, we're adults. We are mothers or fathers, if you're listening. And, you know, like, we are adults now. So we're allowed to put our foot down. (laughs) So I think that's just something I needed to get out of the way. So then we have this whole element of making the holidays special for our little ones, right? And all that that entails, all of the pressure and this just like fear of, of are we doing everything we should be doing? You know, maybe you make this whole list of kind of like this bucket list of events and activities that you want to get to and like I think about all the little arts and crafts that I want to do with my son and all the festive activities to go do and see and 
it's a lot to squeeze into your schedule and then to really enjoy it and not just feel stressed by how much you have going on and how many places you're trying to get to just this pressure of like getting everything checked off the bucket list I think it's really important that we take a step back and make the most of what we have I think there's also a big comparison piece to this right like you maybe on Instagram or Facebook and you see all these fun activities that this mom is doing with her kids and like oh my gosh I'm depriving my kids of this and now I need to go find these fun festive events to go to and and like they look so put together and like look at these beautiful like holiday photos they've taken and how do her kids look so tidy and her house looks so clean and beautiful and it doesn't seem like her kids pull the ornaments off the tree constantly I don't know so like this past weekend I was trying to squeeze in some holiday festivities and we had plans to go to this outdoor holiday event and it just randomly started raining literally an hour before we were going to go so and the forecast was not calling for rain and it was downpouring so totally messed up our plans but you know we made the most of it we stayed home um stayed comfy and cozy, ordered pizza, and binge-watched Christmas movies. Um, My son has this little, like, crash pad that we put in the middle of the living room instead of the coffee table, and we put blankets down and pillows, and we got cozy. You could do this with, like, a blow-up mattress if you have an air mattress and pull that out and put it in the middle of your living room and have just the most cozy time watching Christmas movies. We made um, refrigerator cookies. (laughs) Like we didn't get fancy, right? We ordered pizza. We made those Pillsbury cookies and it was a beautiful day. It was still Christmassy because we were watching Christmas movies and we made the most of it rather than, you know, me getting super upset and caught up in the fact that that's one holiday season weekend down that we couldn't go do that thing. So I think it's so much about not comparing and making the most of the time that you have. You know, I always say for kids, it's about presence and not presence. And it's also something important to think about as you're stressed and struggling, figuring out what gifts to get your little one. They honestly want your presence you being fully present with them more than any gift that you can buy them from a store. So just keep that in mind. You know, put your phone down when you can. Be there with them. Really pay attention. Really play with them and get involved. If they want you to hold their hand and jump off the couch into their crash pad, do it. Just do it. Like, watch their face light up. That's what we've been doing. (laughs) So yeah, like I I know so many parents are currently stressed and like, what do I get my kid? And like, what's the big gift this year? And you know, I think especially while they're little, there doesn't have to be a big gift every year. You know, like my three-year-old has no idea what a big gift is versus a small gift, right? Like, I don't know. Do you think he looks back at last year and he's like, oh, the play kitchen I got was like the big gift. And this year there's no big gift. Like, I don't think so. 
I think as you get older, yes, you realize, you know, this is the expensive big gift. The others are like smaller, you know, less prominent gifts, you know. So I don't know. I, I think especially toddlers don't care. I think you could probably rewrap something they haven't played with in six months and it would feel new. <laughs> My girlfriend and I were talking about that because she has two boys, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, both boys. And she was like, I don't know what to get the one-year-old. Like I already don't know what to get the three-year-old, but I definitely don't know what to get the one-year-old. And I imagine it's even more difficult when they're the same gender because you already have all the things from the three-year-old. You've already bought all the things. And so like, what do you get the younger one now? when you already have all this stuff at home. So I was like, honestly, if it were me, and I can't think of anything, I would probably take some of the three-year-old's toys that he hasn't played with in over a year, and like put them in a box, wrap it up, and no one would ever know. Like, yes, the older one might be like, oh, like, I remember that. But the one-year-old, he has no idea, you know? He has no idea if it's a hand-me-down, if it's something that you thrifted, or if it's brand new, you know, what do they really care about? They love to rip open the present. So wrap something they haven't played with in a long time or something from, you know, older brother or sister and just repackage it and it's exciting again. It's just like toy rotation, right? You put some away for a month or two and you bring them out and it's brand new. So I don't know, just food for thought. And like I said, I don't think there has to be a big gift every year. You know, like last year, we bought the toy kitchen and the bike. And I would say those were like the big gifts. My son still isn't into his balance bike. He just turned three and he could care less about it. So that's like a gift we got him that he's barely touched. (laughs) So, you know... I I don't know. I've had a lot of girlfriends with kids the same age reach out to me like, what are you getting your three-year-old? Like, I need ideas. I can't think of like a good big gift. And I'm like, you don't need to get a big gift. They have no idea. They literally don't know what things cost. They have no idea. Truly. And I don't think you have to have a certain number of gifts. Like, I don't, I think my husband was like, well, you know, like they'll know that this person got more stuff than them and I'm like yeah not till they're like way older you know my toddler doesn't really know what a lot of gifts looks like versus not a lot of gifts you know like I feel like if there's five gifts under the tree for him versus 10 I I don't know that it would really phase him like oh I didn't get a lot this year I don't know I just don't think under five like that those kids really fully grasp that in my opinion, I could be completely wrong here, but I'm personally not stressed about gifts for my son. We have no big gift this year. Um, it's all just smaller things. I honestly really struggle because the kid has everything. I buy him stuff off Amazon all throughout the year. You know, we run the sensory toy shop now. And so he is little test bunny product tester for all of our new kits and Play-Doh jars. So he constantly has something new already so for his birthday in October I could barely think of anything to give him or what to tell other people to get him so now three months later I'm like seriously struggling so I'm in the same boat and I am telling myself that it's okay 
that there's no big ticket item this year. And I don't think he will know. And I think everything will be fine. (laughs) So I am crazy busy lately. um, But I am still trying to do my very best to be as present as possible. Because I know that's the best gift that I can give him is the gift of a beautiful childhood where mom was around. And you know, like I'm a working mom too. I now have a full-time job, you know, a full-time career. We run this business on the side. I wouldn't say on the side, right? Because really it's beyond a full-time job, especially since it's just me. I mean, so I am up crazy early, up really late at night. And in that brief window that he's home from daycare is when I try to be really, really present and focused on him. So it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. And it's a lot on top of it to try to make the season as magical as possible. But I, again, okay, like no pressure here, but I'm sure there are certain memories that you have looking back of like traditions or things your mom or dad did where you're like, oh, I loved that. I want to implement that with my kids, right? And maybe there are some things that you guys did that you're like, meh, I could care less about that. So no. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it, it's in our hands to create this magic, right? It's like something that especially moms create this, this warmth and this comfort and coziness. And it, it comes with like the decorations and the lights we put up and, uh, you know, the millions of cozy throw pillows and blankets we buy where our husbands look at us like another freaking trip to Target where you spent $200 on pillows that we don't need. (laughs) And it's how we make the home smell, you know, like, I'm sure you light some kind of like holiday scented candles or put one of those sticks in your tree to make it smell good or I don't know have like the scented pine cones that are cinnamon or a plug-in or something I don't know you know it's like we create this whole environment that lays this like foundation for the holidays and I think memories are so much to like our senses right like certain smells certain sound certain songs all these things create this like feeling within our children and it's so special but it is a lot of pressure to get it all right and do the decorations and go to the events and take the photos and have the memories and you know it is a lot but I do think it's important and that's where I'm like no pressure you know I don't know, but these are like the memories that will stay with our kids forever, right? Like these are the the times that our kids will think about when we're old and they have kids of their own and, and they might sit with their kids one day and be like, you know what? My mom did this and this and it was so special and that's why we do this. I don't know, you know, like my husband tells me like certain things that my mother-in-law did that he just absolutely loves and wants to incorporate in our traditions. And yeah, I mean, just creating traditions is such a beautiful thing. And the fact that it's now in our hands and it's our job and we get to get creative in what we decide to do with our families and our kids and the memories they'll have, you know, again, it's a lot of pressure, but it's so cool that 
that's like on our shoulders for us to do. And so, yeah, I think all of us new parents, you know, with babies or toddlers, we're like reeling our brains and getting on Google of like family traditions. and Like, what should we implement that? You know, like my husband looks at me and he's like, so what are our traditions? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, our son is only three. So we don't have something where I can be like, on Christmas Eve, we go ice skating and then get hot chocolate and go home and cook a delicious meal. And like, or this is the meal we cook every night or every new, oh, new year's, gosh, every Christmas Eve. Like we don't have that yet. This like set holiday tradition. So I think many of us are just like reeling our brains of like, okay, well, what is our tradition going to be? I have no idea what our tradition is. I'm also still scratching my head of like, what can it be? Hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it's just something different every year. You know, like, don't stress out about it. It's fine. Like if this year you do this, next year you're like, every Christmas Eve, we bake Christmas cookies and watch The Grinch. And then the next year you want to go out to a nice dinner and watch Home Alone, like, so be it, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be set in stone. I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't stressed about traditions and the memories, but I think I am, and I'm just trying to tell myself that it's okay, that it's not perfect. It's okay if it's different every year, right? Like, it, it totally is. But I think the really important thing is to try and ditch the comparison trap. You know, I got my son from the Target dollar section, one of those handprint ornament things, right? I meant to do it last year and I completely forgot. So when I saw it this year, I was like, yes, putting it in my cart. We're going to spend one evening doing like Christmas crafts and this will be one of them because I would love to have one of those little clay ornaments that I can look at one one day when he's in college and gone and I miss him and I'm putting up the Christmas decor and I can be like oh like look at his little hand like it was so small and cute and I don't know so the other night I was like oh like we're gonna do this fun little holiday craft yay like let's let's sit down and do it and he was like I just want to color and I was like but but mommy got this like cool little ornament thing we can make. And he's like yelling at me. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I just want to color. And I'm like, oh, fine. <laughs> I'm telling you that so that when your kid doesn't want to participate in something fun that you have planned for the holidays, it's not just you and your kid, right? Like all the pretty holiday photos that you see. That kid probably also didn't want to put on that scratchy Christmas sweater, was probably not cooperating, and probably had a meltdown. But all you see is this, like, beautiful picture. So just just keep that in mind. (laughs) Like, it's now the 12th, and I still don't have my clay handprint ornament. So hopefully, hopefully sometime between now and Christmas, I'll get it. Um, I might have to, like, tie him to a chair But I will get it because you know what? Every day his little hand gets bigger. (laughs) 
So anyways, what else can we talk about when it comes to the holidays? (sighs) So when I was at Target, I found these um, candles. I don't know, the candlesticks. So, okay, here's like an example of like we envision how things are going to be and then when they're not quite that way or not at all that way, we might feel disappointed. And okay, so basically, okay, also, first of all, let me say I'm already mourning the fact that Christmas is almost over. It's the 12th. There's two more weeks of Christmas time. And I'm already sad that it's coming to an end because I feel like we haven't squeezed in all the things. And I don't want to take the cozy lights down. I don't want to stop watching Christmas movies. And I don't know. Like, I'm already sad that it's over because I feel like with how busy I've been, I haven't been able to enjoy it as much as I would like to. So I'm trying to, like, slow down and take it all in before it's over. But so with that is, like, this vision of how I want it to be, like, I bought these candles for our table because I was like, you know what? During the holiday season, we're going to sit together at our table as a family and have dinner. And we're going to light these candles. (laughs) And the reality is every night we, I sit at the kitchen island. Since we moved into this house two, two years ago or so, We have this beautiful table set up right next to the kitchen, you know, like, you know, like the breakfast nook, like the table, right? Not the formal dining table, but the the table that you're supposed to sit at to have dinner. And we never sit there. We have sat there maybe 10 times total. And it's usually when we have friends over for dinner. When it's just the three of us at home, I sit at the bar and eat um, my son used to be in the high chair then migrated over to a like learning tower that was always right next to where I sit at the kitchen island and he would stand there to eat and now it's migrated to a little table um, in between the kitchen and the living room and he sits there like a little toddler table and watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse while he eats dinner and most of the time I don't know how it is in your house but in our house My son often is the only one eating because we're not ready to have dinner yet or he's eating something that we're not eating. Like it's like he might not like what we're having for dinner. So he's getting this whole separate meal, right? Um, So yeah, like he sits on his little table. I will sit at the island and my husband usually is standing at the island eating or takes it and sits on the couch. So it's Not at all like how I grew up where we always sat together at the table with or without the TV being on, but we all sat as a family. We would talk about our day, right? We would, like my mom cooked almost every night. There was always like a full meal on the table and we would sit together all at the same time. And so I don't know how it is in your house, but in our house, that is just not the case. Um, My husband often has a late lunch and isn't ready yet when I'm hangry at 5.30. So I just make whatever for myself. I make something for my son and my husband eats at like 7 or 8. So 
And like lately with how busy we've been, you know, with the shop, my husband spends all his free time cooking up Play-Doh and he's like the chef in our house. And so he never really feels like cooking after he spends an hour or two in the kitchen making Play-Doh. And I don't blame him. And so we just, and I don't know, like I've been so busy that I haven't had the same appetite as I usually do. Like I'm never craving anything. I'm like never hungry, constantly busy, never really sit down and take a break. And so I don't know, like, okay, so then I'm at home and my husband sees these like candlesticks sitting there off to the side and he's like tidying up and he's like, oh, what are these? And I was like, well, they're candlesticks. He was like, okay, what are they for? Where are they going? Why do we need them? We already have candlesticks. And I was like, yeah, but these are different candlesticks. And I got these so that we can sit together at the table during the holidays and eat together and light the candles and be festive. And there was like this pause. And I was like, you know what? Just leave them there. I'm going to return them. (laughs) He's like, okay. Like he looks so confused. I'm like, yeah, because in order to use the candlesticks, that would entail us actually coming up with meal ideas and making a proper grocery list again and me actually finding the time to go to the grocery store. It would require you to have time to cook and for us all to be hungry at the same time. And that's just not the reality lately so I'm just gonna return the candles (laughs) and that's kind of an example of what I mean of like how we have something in our head that it should look like but it doesn't and then we're disappointed so talking it through like that I was like yeah that's just like not the reality and the season we're in right now we're not all ever hungry at the same time I'm a vegetarian. They eat meat. So I'm pickier. It's been so much more challenging finding meal ideas that we're all into. I have absolutely sucked at going grocery shopping because I am so busy with all the things that I'm doing. So yeah, I mean, we just might not at all sit at that table, like maybe on Christmas Eve. So maybe I'll keep the candles for Christmas Eve and actually plan out a meal. But yeah, in my head, I was like, we're going to sit there, you know, like every night, every other night and, and have a beautiful family meal together and light the candles. And like, that's just not, that's just not happening. And you know what? It's fine. Literally, it's fine. <laughs> we're making other beautiful memories being together. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the way it is in my head. And that is just a reality, I think, of parenthood, of life with little kids or life with multiples and busy schedules, busy careers. Yeah, I mean, all I can say is all we can really do is just be as present as we can when we can and love on our people. And that's enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. The decor doesn't have to be perfect the events, like everything, just be present when you can. And that alone creates magic. Okay, friend, I think this is where I will leave you. I hope in some way, shape or form, this is something that you needed to hear right in the middle of the 
bustling holiday season. I hope that you and your family and your little ones have the most beautiful and special holiday season, no matter how simple or, you know, extravagant you make this season. Just know what's important to you in your heart, whether that's, you know, your religion and, you know, or I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but you know what's important. You know what truly matters and what you're doing just to kind of keep up with others or because you think it's what you should be doing. Just be you. Don't create traditions that don't feel right just because you feel like you need to. Just do you, right? Like I can't change my entire family dynamic of how we eat dinner just suddenly because it's Christmas time. <laughs> like it's just, I don't know. It's just like not realistic and it, I don't know. Like, I, yes, I could force it. I could force us having a nice family dinner every single night with candlesticks. But, you know, like why, why pretend to be something that we're not just to say that we did? I don't know. So I hope you got something out of this. I promise I will do better in the new year to be here regularly again. And thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for tuning in. I'm wishing you the most wonderful holiday season. I hope you and your little ones stay healthy. Try not to catch too many germs. Easier said than done, I know. But I hope all of your travels go well and that your family members are kind and respect boundaries and that your little ones are, I don't know. I hope that they sleep. I hope that they don't get sick. I hope that they're kind to you and, and don't yell at you. You know, I've had a lot of um, rude moments with my toddler recently where I'm just like, dude, no. <laughs> so I hope you have a beautiful holiday season. If you don't already, make sure to follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend and follow the shop account, which is at Playful Little Minds. Come check out all of our holiday gift options and different things to keep your little ones occupied during the Christmas and winter season when they're home from school or on sick days. Our jars are all under $16 and will keep your little ones occupied for hours at a time. Thank you for being here today. It was so great chatting with you. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend. I'll see you again next time.